To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Public's out there throwing darts at a board, sport. I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. Read Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Every battle is won before it's ever fought. Think about it. You're not as smart as I thought you were, buddy boy. Ever wonder why fund managers can't beat the S&P 500? Because they're sheep. Sheep get slaughtered. I've been in this business since 69. Most of these Harvard MBA types, they don't add up to dog shit. Give me guys that are poor, smart, and hungry, and no feelings. You win a few, you lose a few, but you keep on fighting. And if you need a friend, get a dog. It's trench warfare out there, pal. Hey, Georgie. Hey, Gordon. How's Larchmont treating you? Fine. Oh, you should know, pal. Asshole. And inside here, too. I got 20 other brokers analyzing charts, pal. I don't need another one. See you around, buddy. I am not just another broker, Mr. Gecko. If you give me another chance, I'll prove that to you. I'll go with the extra yard. Just one more chance, Mr. Gecko. Please! You want another chance? Fucking A. And you stop sending me information. And you start getting me some. Get dressed. I'll show you my charts. I hope I don't need another cough drop this week. Oh, my God. Alive and well from the Spare Parts Studio Underground, T-28 days. Anyways, moving forward, moving on up to higher tax bracket. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. You can find me on Parlor when it's back up and running. YouTube, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. Like, subscribe, share, donate. Okay. There is, I'm wearing headphones for a reason. I got to listen to something, then you guys got to listen to it, too. Um, I've told you guys from the very beginning about all about all kinds of things that you can do to make your situation better and all the apps and the programs and the nutrition and the types of foods and the exercise routines and the ways to save money and all this stuff to focus your time and effort on being a more financially, emotionally, and physically fit person. And when I, to- I told you one time to follow the money. It was one of the most important things I ever told you guys was, 
follow the money because if you want to be more financially fit, you got to take all the distractions, move it out of the way, and then follow the money. That way, well, that way you're just going to be obviously we don't want to get distracted by other shit. We want to be focused on how do we get how do we get financially fit? How do we move forward? Who do we trust? with our finances? How do we get into the stock market? How do we get involved with all these things that are going to take care of us in the short term and in the long term? How hard do we have to struggle? Well, I told you guys that with the power of your phone, you can do things like trade stocks and invest in funds and, and uh, uh, you know sell things for money and what apps you can use that take little to no effort. Uh, things you can find on YouTube to learn how to uh, invest or make money or do other things. Well, I obviously was a huge fan of Robinhood for the longest time. For the longest time because for me, it had a very simple, it was like uh, giving an old person a cell phone with really big buttons. It was a great way to start in uh, a portfolio, a small portfolio, even if you only had $100. It was a way to get started. It was a way to get started on being more a more responsible person. So, I was preaching about them. I was like, this is the best way to get started. Just get online, get one of these apps, and get started. Learn on YouTube. If you want to talk to a financial advisor, you could do so. The idea was cutting out all the middlemen so that you could learn for yourself for free and make the best decisions where your money goes and who holds on to your money for free. But if you don't, like for example, if you put your money in a bank... If you put your money in a bank, but for some reason you don't like the service at the bank, you don't like the interest rates for the savings account for the bank, or you don't like the credit card that you have because they, the, they, their APR is too high, or uh, they don't have a limit, the, a large enough limit for you to utilize the things that you buy, or the perks that go with the credit card, well, you just simply don't complain about it. You just move to another bank. It's simple. If you don't like the business that you're working with, you just take your business elsewhere. Well, we're going to dive into that a little bit more. I'm sure there is plenty of other podcasts and YouTube channels that are far more intelligent than I. Well, I mean, it's more of a certainty at this point, but that have covered this in depth. I will take you through what I've seen and the angles I've been listening to and trying, and I tried to give Robinhood the benefit of the doubt, but I can't at this point due to whether they did it on purpose or it's what's the um let's see we're not they were either incompetent or they were involved so they were they basically every, in any way you put it they were put in a in a position where they screwed over their user base their customers now obviously there's two types of customers there are the retail customers who are buying stocks and investing and then there's the hedge funds and the places that finance Robinhood because Robinhood is just the platform. Robinhood is just the platform that allows you to access the stock market. There are people that have the money on the other side that you don't see. You just see them as they're just a capital. They're just a fund. They just, they're a bunch of people who have access to the brokerage houses who hold the stocks. And those people have the money. They're the ones who give Robinhood the power. They're the ones who give Weeble the power, eToro the party the power, E-Trade, the power, these platforms, the power to allow you to buy and sell. And they give you margins and they give you bank accounts and they give you all this access. The question is those, we're talking about not so much what Robinhood, about Robinhood in general, but the people on the other side that you don't see, those that you don't see, these funds, can you trust these funds? Like for example, if you put your money in a bank, 
but you don't trust you you put your money in a bank the bank is the mo- the bank is the platform the bank is the the bank is the platform and the bank is the ones with the money they're in control of all of it whereas robin hood isn't but if for example if you put your money in a bank and then there's another fund behind that bank that you don't trust with your money well you're going to take your money away and you're going to put it somewhere else the thing is with what this situation going on if you follow the money you'll know whether or not you trust the other end of where your money's going and in this case i had to admit i was was i wrong about robin hood i was right about the idea i was wrong about the platform so i have a couple things here i have some images i have some wet i have some uh links some articles and i have um i have somebody who is obviously not keen on he's not inside the situation but he's smart enough to understand that this he's under bad enough to understand he's smart enough to understand the stock market i don't know what your opinion regardless of what your actual opinion is of, of him he's somebody i followed for a long time he is the one who told everyone to buy freaking snapchat when it was six dollars a share if you haven't looked if you haven't checked out uh, snapchat's stock right now it's over 50. Okay. Intelligent guy, understands the stock market, understands investing. So if you don't know what's happening, is basically we've discussed the shorts. We've discussed the whole point of it, where a basically a, a hedge fund, a hedge fund that was, oddly enough, a, a, indirectly attached to Robinhood, tried to a, a bench, a basically bleed certain stocks dry. AMC which is the cinema, movie cinema uh, chain, and GameStop. Tried to bleed them dry of all their money, betting that they're basically worth zero and cash out on it. Well, a bunch of people on Reddit got this information and instead started to buy the shares. So the technical stuff you can learn about that as far as shorting and then squeezing the shorts, that's another thing. But I can give you the basics of what happened between Thursday and Friday and why, in my opinion, and based on all the other analysts, I, re- I basically thought that there's nothing going to be done. It's all just going to be a minutia, and in the end of the day, the user's going to get screwed. Now I'm not so sure. Now I think this is on Robinhood, and I think this is on the hedge funds behind Robinhood at the same time. So the stocks involved primarily were GameStop, AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry, and maybe one or two others. So the online broker Robinhood... Uh, put a temporary buying restriction on Thursday and Friday on a small number of these securities that I just mentioned. And then what happened was, so it mandated clear, it mandated, it had to clear house mandated deposit requirements. Let me get the, actually, let me get the fucking, there's so much information, my brain can't even handle all of it right now. But I'm going to try to get it all to you the best I can. So I'm just going to read the article, it's very short. And then I'm going to move on to, all the pieces of the puzzle, and then we'll end up at a conclusion here. So this is from Reuters, or Reuters, excuse me. Online broker Robinhood, one of the hottest venues in this week's retail trading frenzy, put a temporary buying restriction on a small number of securities as clearinghouse-mandated deposit requirements for equities increased tenfold. Quote, the, the, this is from Robinhood. The amount, of, the amount required we had to deposit with the clearinghouse was so large with individuals, individual volatile, volatile securities accounting for hundreds of millions of dollars in deposit requirements that we had to take steps to limit buying on those volatile securities to ensure we, had comfor- we could comfortably meet our requirements. That's what they said in a blog post late Friday. They posted the whole thing 
on Instagram. You can go to Robinhood app on Instagram. You can check that out. Uh, Robinhood's feel-free and simple-to-use app has made it popular with a new generation of small-time traders, and its restrictions on Thursday drew heavy backlash from high-profile politicians and celebrities. Retail investors use Robinhood and other apps drove the so-called Reddit rally that pushed up shares of GameStop. The Reddit rally was it was the Reddit forum called Wall Street Bets that pushed up shares of GameStop Corp and other companies championed on social media platforms, including Reddit, resulting in heavy losses for big hedge funds that had shorted the shares. Now, remember, there's a difference in what kind of short fund. There, was, there are good hedge funds. There's the hedge funds that called bullshit on Enron. You can look up Enron on YouTube. And then there's the hedge funds that called bullshit on uh, the 2008 stock market crisis. Those are good hedge funds. This is different. These hedge funds... Uh, this is this is good. This was this was pure greed on a different level. Remember, we're talking about shorting over shorting a company that has fourteen thousand employees. So if a company's value goes to zero, they can't pay their employees. Because in order to have a, in order to pay your employees, you have to raise capital. If you're a publicly traded company, you need to raise capital, which means you need shareholders or you need private investors. But they're not a private company, so they need public. They need public funds in order to pay their employees. So with that capital, they pay for their they pay for the lease on the store and they pay their employees. Without capital, they can't pay their employees, all 14,000 of them. And then all those people have to file for unemployment, which puts pressure on the counties and states that they live in, which puts pressure on the federal government. 14,000 employees. And then the only people that get rich are the people that are invested through these hedge funds and the hedge fund itself. That's it. And the shareholders who cashed out ahead of time. So there's that to consider. So that's the basics of it. Now, what happened after that, this is GameStop stock right now, sitting. Right now, the market's closed at $312 a share. The hedge funds were trying to short it to the point where back in January, before the, before the crisis hit, this is where GameStop was sitting. All last year, between three and four dollars a share, and then the head, and then the Reddit forum saw it, started buying a ton. Um, now, one of the guys had, we're gonna pull up his information in a minute. Bought forty-five. He had pr- roughly forty-five hundred shares at the time that this thing maxed out at around four hundred and twenty-five dollars a share. So, forty-five hundred shares at three hundred something is like one point three, or between. Depending upon if it, he sold at 300, 380, or 400, he would have averaged between 1.3 and 1.7 million dollars. Never have to work again. So here's the kicker, and I'm going to pull up this information right here. Um, through all of what was going on. I understand that Robinhood had to raise val- had to raise funds in order to allow the continuation of buying shares. So they needed money in order to acquire the shares for its customers, and apparently they ran out of capital. So what they did was they got a, a quick in- emergency infusion to allow for at least the limited amount of buying. So, okay, we have a, a billion dollars ready to go. Now you guys can buy, but you can only buy in a limited amount. But this was... At the on Friday, on Thursday, they just shut off trading altogether. Now, technically, the only people that can shut off the stock market or halt certain tradings is the New York Stock Exchange. So, for example, in March, when stocks were collapsing, 
So if let's say the market just collapses like a thousand points or something, there is a there are circuit breakers. They're called stock market circuit breakers. And those circuit breakers when a certain stock or a certain index falls a certain amount, the circuit breaker triggers. And all trading is immediately stopped on the stock market for 15 minutes to basically get everybody to catch a breather. Take a breather and then pursuit. If it continues to fall, if the certain stock or index continues to fall, a second breaker is triggered. And then that trade that that halts all trading on that fund, that security, or on that index. That index could be an entire 401k. It could be an entire uh, uh, composite of all different kinds of funds. If that if it continues to fall after the second breaker is triggered, a third breaker will trigger and all trading for that fund or for that security or for the entire market can stop for the entire day completely. The only other thing that can stop the stock market uh, from what I've seen, the only thing that can stop trading on the stock market for the entire day besides the circuit breakers is if there is a threat to the building itself, the threat to where if there's a breach on on uh, the actual computer system or a breach to the actual physical location, such as September 11th, was one that shut down the market for the day. The second one, um, I think was COVID. I'm not sure if they actually stopped. They sent brokers home. They sent brokers home, but they allowed them back on the floor. But market trading was still going on. The other one, I believe, was when Rage Against the Machine was illegally playing a, a set outside the New York Stock Exchange and the police had to show up and and things got out of hand and that's when they shut trading down for the day due to the threat outside by Rage Against the Machine. Um, I'm, I don't remember if any trading was halted when Occupy Wall Street happened. I have no idea. And no clue whatsoever. So these things happened. Um, but that's the New York Stock Exchange... Robinhood is not the New York Stock Exchange. Webull is not the New York Stock Exchange. E-Trade is not the New York Stock Exchange. The New York Stock Exchange is the New York Stock Exchange. This Their decision to halt trading. Robinhood shut the game off. And uh, Crispy Shorts is actually going to explain it to you now. So once we... I'm going to play his stuff first. Now, obviously, I jacked this from his Instagram, so I'm not going to... I'm going to show his Instagram. I'm not going to show his video, but I'm going to show his Instagram. You can go to Crispy Shorts. It's with a K. Crispy Shorts on Instagram. And you can go and check out his latest video on, essentially, he breaks it down really simply on what happened, okay? Um, so let me play his, um, he's, a, he's a YouTuber, he's an Instagrammer, he co-founded Jerry Media. Uh, congratulations to him, he just married his uh, sweetheart, Roman, from, she's a French girl from, well, she's from France. Um, so he just got back from uh, Turks and Caicos where he was kind of stuck there for a while during the COVID lockdown. I think he just got back. Um, so he explains it really, really well. I have the audio too as well. So I'm going to play this for you. And he's going to break it down real simply on what the fuck Robin Hood did. And is this is there any fraud? Because this is a if there is any fraud or any illegalities based on what Robin Hood did as opposed to what the Reddit guys did, then there's something to it. But let me just play this so you can get an idea of what's going on. All right. The more and more I learn into this GameStop situation with Robin Hood, the, the more it stinks. It really stinks. Watching this guy interview on TV, snake. Okay. The two things that stink about this. Citadel is a hedge fund. Robin Hood 
route all of your trades to Citadel nanoseconds before you make them. So, if I buy 100 shares of GameStop, Robinhood sends that order to Citadel, Citadel buys, maybe they buy before, I don't know, they could get in front of every single trade, that's called front running, fraud. Two, and the most stinky part about this entire situation is this, and they won't admit it, but it's very, very evident that this is what's going on. Robinhood allows you leverage. Leverage means if I want to trade 10 potatoes, they can give me 20 potatoes. That doesn't make sense. What I'm saying is if I have $100 in my account, they'll let me trade with $200, even though I only put up $100. Why? They're giving me a loan at an interest rate for me to gamble more. If that trade turns against me, it's double the loss, and I can't cover it. Who covers it? Robinhood covers it. Every single person, and I think this is going to come out, in Robinhood was trading beyond their means, meaning whatever they had in their account value with the cash they put up, Robinhood gave them 2x the amount to trade with. Because the stock was so volatile, 80% down, 80% up, they're on the hook if the trade goes against their customers, not the customer. The customer will be wiped out, and they won't have the cash to cover their funds. So what Robinhood did is they cut off the buy button, they shut off the game so that you couldn't play to cover their own negligence because they didn't have the cash to cover stocks that went against them. They won't admit it. They're saying they're trying to protect the customer. That's not true. They were negligent, over leveraged their customers who weren't necessarily certain what they were doing, but they were doing it anyway. If I have a couple extra potatoes in my account, I'm going to gamble it. This is Robin Hood's fault. They were negligent. They should have seen this coming. They didn't have the cash required if the stock turned against their customers. So they were scared the stock was going to go down and they would have been out of business. So they, they cut off the buy button. They cut off the buy button. This is stop letting people bet. You can't shut off the game, make game. Fraud. This guy stinks. This whole situation stinks. It's going to come out. Watch his interviews. He's just a snake. So they did. So on Thursday, they shut off the buy. So if I wanted to buy certain stocks of these, if I wanted to buy certain share, a certain amount of shares of these stocks, any at all, you couldn't. The only thing you could do was sell your position. The only thing you could do is sell your position. So let's say you had 50 grand or 300 bucks in, the, in some of these stocks. You couldn't add to your position. You could only sell. The question is, who were you selling to? If you were selling your stock at that time, but you can't sell to other retail consumers. So if there's me and say Johnny Monotone on the stock market and Johnny Monotone knew I was going to sell my stocks or other people knew I was going to probably sell or didn't know. Regardless, if Johnny Monotone was trading um, the same day I was trading and I sold my GME or my Nokia stocks or I don't have any GME. I do have Nokia stocks, though. If I wanted to sell them. Then he, but he, if I want to sell him, he couldn't buy him because the button was shut off. At least for Robinhood, for Robinhood, it was shut off. For other brokers, for other platforms, it was shut off too. But due to other, re, but due to other reasons, they had no choice. It was out of their control. Like for example, Weeble couldn't do it um, due to other volatilities. But it was back. But it was only for two hours. For Weeble, it was only two hours. And then once they got the right infusion, they were back online. Weeble was back online trading and selling per normal. So the game was still available for the retail consumer, for Weeble at least. But 
E-Trade or Robinhood? No. So if you sell your stock and Johnny Monotone can't buy the stock, you guys know Johnny Monotone. He's the Monotone guy. I sometimes on my podcast whenever he stops by. But like I'm just using him as an example. If he wanted to buy the stock and I was going to sell it, he can't buy it. So where does it go? Well, the only people trying to buy back the stock were the hedge funds. They're the only ones who had access to it. And they're not using the Robinhood app to buy back their hedge funds. They're using other connections. So Citadel picks up the stock. Who are they going to sell it to? The people who need to secure their position. The shorts. The shorts were trying to secure their position. So that's one thing to take into account. So the shorts were the only ones to buy. The hedge funds were the only ones who were able to buy when the retail retail consumers were shut out. Which basically, trying to get the retail consumer to panic, sell off their funds, which was kind of successful, sort of, because right now the stock is sitting at $312 per share. That's a lot of money to pick up. There are calculations that if the stock is sitting around $350 per share, the, sh the hedge funds can't cover. Here's the thing. This is where I completely turn the fucking tables on all of this. Where I was going to give Robinhood a benefit of the doubt. Because I try to do that. This is where I draw the line. Remember I mentioned this guy, Wall Street Bets. Whomever this person is. He had 4,500 shares. Now, you've seen the thing. I'll show it to you in depth a little bit more. Let me go ahead and just get rid of the image for Zippy here. There we go. All right. So this guy got a message from Robinhood about his about his account. In light of recent volunteer in light of oh, fucking idiot. In light of recent volatility, we are restricting transactions for certain securities to position closing only, which means you have forty five hundred dollars. You have 4,500 shares of this stock. You can only sell them. You can't buy more. However, due to the unreasonable risk involved in brokering your position, we have closed your 4,500 shares of GameStop for an average price. So they closed his position without his permission. We're closing your position, 4,500 shares, at $118.93 on January 28, 2021 at 11.24 a.m. Your trade confirmation, confirmation will be available in your order history on Robinhood in one trading day. If you have any questions, please visit our help center and we'd be happy, more than happy to help. Your regards, the Robinhood team. Okay. Here's the problem. Robinhood is trading at an average of 300 and something dollars a share. This thing has been up for a very long time. So the average of what? For an average price of what? We have closed 4,500 uh, shares of GMA for an average price of $118 per share at 11.24 a.m. So here's the thing, though. Why would you close the price so low? And why would you close the price again? Why would you close this position without his permission? So you shut off, not only did you shut off the, the buy button, you closed out his position without this user's permission. It's like you shut off my 401k without my permission. Oh, here's your, here's your money and we're going to take your taxes. You didn't get my permission to do so. But look at this freaking, look at this dip. Right here, January 21st, 11.24 a.m., 
the lowest it was was $118 per share. I don't even remember that. Robinhood was sitting, the, the stock was sitting at almost 400. There were times it was sitting at $400 per share. $400 per share. So let's do the fucking math right off the bat. I'm going to do that. Just Let's just do an average. So let's just do 4,500 shares times, I don't know, we'll do it. We'll do 350, 350 bucks. Actually, no, we'll do the current position that it's at. What was it? 315? All right, we'll do three, we'll do 320. So $1.44 million. $1.44 million. How about now? They close this position at 4,500 shares times 118. That's 531 grand. They cheated him. If he wanted to sell his position, he could have made about $1.5 million. 1.7 if he sold high. He didn't do that. He held because he wanted to hold the stock. And so did many other people. Now, in light of this situation, is he the, is he the only one in this situation that did it? Actually, no. He wasn't. There were other users and other people on Robinhood who had similar positions, well, positions in the same stock, and Robinhood also closed their positions as well below the average. So they, Robinhood screwed the user out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. How the fuck do you explain that? It, I would say if they had no choice or their hands were tied or something, anything, like we had nothing to do, we didn't have enough money to buy more shares, so we had to shut off the valve until we acquired more money, we're super sorry, we should have done better, we should have known better, our bad, anything, anything other than that would have been so much better, but then you take the next step and you take somebody's shares and give them a third of the value of them? It's like somebody, it's like the fucking tow truck coming by and going, oh, we're taking your Mustang. By the way, here's 200 bucks. We took your, they took his shares. They took his securities from him and gave him dog shit for it. How the fuck do you explain that? How is that not illegal? How do you explain this in a court of law? That's why I had Crispy uh, to explain that. I grabbed his clip and I'm like, okay, so maybe there's something to it where they are beholden to these hedge funds, which we know like these brokers and the Wall Street corruption, there's some shady shit going on. But then they essentially, am I safe to assume that they basically stole this guy's position? They stole this guy's position and that not just his, but other users as well other retail investors as well, stole their securities and gave them dog shit for it. Now, don't get me wrong, 118 bucks for GameStop is pretty awesome, especially if you were buying at like 12 to, 12 to $20 per share. But you took something that didn't necessarily belong to you. So what did he do? He went and filed a complaint with the House of Representatives. I'll read it exactly to you. Acting Attorney General Monty Wilkinson, U.S. Department of Justice, 950 Pennsylvania Ave. Dear Acting Attorney General, um, <clears throat> I am greatly troubled with the events that have unfolded on Wall Street and demand action from the U.S. Department of Justice today. A FINRA 
regulated broker dealer called Robinhood Markets Inc. halted the purchase of stocks for several publicly traded companies, including GameStop, BlackBerry, AMC, and others. These, this unilateral move was done so in a concerted effort to deplatform and silence individual investors. This began when an investment management fund called Melvin Capital Management placed an aggressive short sale on the company GameStop. To contradict this, contradict this decision, the heavily followed Reddit page Wall Street Bets and their administrators advocated that their followers purchase GameStop stock, GameStop stock using the broker Robinhood. The movement was so immense that it drove the price, the stock price, to over 400% of its previous value. As a result, Melvin Capital lost billions on their return, and Robinhood blocked users from buying any more of GameStop stock, but still allowed liquidation. Melvin Capital Management is owned by the parent company Citadel, LLC, which, according to Bloomberg Report, gave Robinhood roughly 40% of their revenue. Knowing the involvement Citadel has with Robinhood, it is clear that actions taken today were motivated by anti-competitive reasons, not for concerns of volatility claimed by Robinhood, because of this blatant conflict of interest and obvious monopolistic activity, I am calling on an immediate investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice into Robinhood and the hedge fund of Citadel LLC. Sincerely, Paul Gosar. Member of Congress. And then on top of that, there are more things on top of this. And I'm going to probably close on these things. So obviously people were pissed. An app did a shitty thing. So just like anything, you can review a program, a restaurant, a store. You can review it. And give, if it's a good place, you give, it good, you give it good stars. If it's a bad place, you give it shitty stars. So what did everybody do? They took to Google and gave it terrible fucking reviews. Apparently, according to The Verge, so there was nearly 100,000 negative reviews. So they review bombed it. And in my opinion, rightfully so, because they just screwed over the consumer. There's over a mi there's millions of these Reddit, uh, millions of people on this Reddit forum and other people that are affected, such as game people who work at GameStop, people who work at Nokia, people who work at AMC, people furloughed because they can't fucking go to work because... Uh, cinemas are closed. So what did Google do to all these 100,000 reviews? Deleted them. So now you can't talk shit anymore. You can't review an app. You can't give it a negative thing. Because according to this, according to The Verge, Google is actively removing negative reviews of the Robinhood app from the Google Play Store. The company confirmed to The Verge. They confirmed it. After some disgruntled Robinhood users organized campaigns to give the app a one-star review on Google Play and Apple's App Store and succeeded in review bombing it all the way down to a one-star rating, the company has now deleted enough reviews to bring it back to nearly four stars. Robinhood came under... And da -da 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 -da. Here's a screenshot of the Play Store captured by 9to5Google when the app had a one-star rating and nearly 275,000 reviews. Investment trading, commission-free, Robinhood, E for everyone. The app is available for, uh, for some of your devices. One star, 274,982 reviews. One star. And here's a screenshot we took shortly before publishing this article showing a nearly four-star rating and around 180,000 reviews. So they deleted half of them. Or, excuse me, they deleted like 70, almost 100,000 reviews. It is not outside Google purview purview to delete these posts. Google's policy explicitly prohibit reviews intended to manipulate an app's rating, and the company says it has a system that combines human intelligence with machine learning to detect and enforce policy violations in ratings and reviews. 
more bullshit from Google. Google says it specifically took action on reviews that it felt confident violated those policies. One on Apple's App Store, Robinhood had a 4.7 rating. We didn't see any reviews newer than Wednesday. However, popular apps like TikTok, Uno, Genshin Impact also didn't have reviews from any later than Wednesday when we checked. Unhappy, unhappy Robinhood users aren't just using reviews to show their ire. They're also calling for a class action lawsuit. I'm not sure if that'll work. But however, if Robinhood is found to be criminally, criminally liable, then... Civilly liable will also be the next thing to come. Later on Thursday, Robinhood said it would allow limited buys of certain stocks on Friday. The company said that halting purchases on Thursday was a risk management decision. Sure. So. Fuck. So right now. You can't. So basically, yeah, it was they. OK, they said it was a. Obviously, an announcement. Let's go review bomb Robinhood. But here's the thing: reviewing you can review Robinhood, and since and when you screw over hundreds of thousands of users, it only makes sense that they all shit on the app. If you screw over, if you have, let's just do an example: if you have a million people on Wall Street bet on the Wall Street Bets forum, and a hundred thousand and a million of them now all of a sudden can't buy the stocks that they want to buy, and they're all pissed off, so they give this app a shitty rating, and then Google deletes them all it's it's it, google's not justified in doing so at all google did what google did was wrong by silencing and censoring negative reviews and robin hood is obviously wrong for what it did by shutting off the game remember this game is supposed to it's not this game isn't supposed to be fair but you are at least allowed to play it in some way, shape, or form, like voting or things like that. If you're not allowed to play the game, well, we're going to pick a new game or we're going to flip, flip, flip over the fucking board. That's the, that's the whole point of this whole thing, right? If we're not allowed to play the game, then you've got a serious problem. And everybody's scared right now. And now everybody's pissed. And now that they realize that they can put a, a hedge fund on their ass... They know that they have momentum at this point. So what you did was originally they were going to screw they were going to screw over just the hedge fund. And then Robinhood tried to screw over the user. And then they're going to then they tried to screw over and then they got to try to then the user <coughs> excuse me tried to run over Robinhood. But then Google put a squash to that. Well now it's gotten even worse. So game traders hit Robinhood with a class action lawsuit for stopping trades. There's a whole thing on it right now. You can go to top class action lawsuits and you can go check out that. Now, obviously, it wasn't just GameStop. GameStop, per, excuse me, because that one was the most heavily shorted. Then it was AMC and then other stocks for some reason or another got into the conversation like Robin, like uh, fucking BlackBerry, which I own, Nokia, which I own. But I like those stocks. They're good to hold for the long term. They're great tech companies. <coughs> So those are other things. What am I to do? As a podcaster, as an investor, what do I do? I always said follow the money. I told you to follow the money. They followed the money. Now they know who has, the, not only has the money, but who has control. So what do you do? Well, there is, a, there is something you can do. If you don't like your bank, you change your bank. If you don't like the firm in which you invest your money in, then you change firms. So here's what I did. 
because with, because I don't I no longer trust Robin Hood. I no longer trust talking about them. I no longer trust um, utilizing or advertising for them. Not that they asked me to. I have opened up a Weeble account. And with Weeble, you just like Robinhood, you get some free stocks in the beginning. They have a fund which funds them. But here's the thing. Weeble, W-E-B-U-L-L, is not funded by Citadel. Weeble has an entirely different clearinghouse in which they go through. It's called Apex. And they're up and running, and they're more technical, but they're open. You can buy through them. The game is open. You can play through them. So what I did was I requested, you can do this. You can transfer your funds, all your stocks. You don't have to close out your, you don't have to sell your positions and then close your account. You can transfer your funds from Robinhood, your stocks, excuse me. You can transfer your stocks from Robinhood to Weeble. I'm sh- maybe there's a, a fee to do that, but I'm not sure, but it's not a huge fee. But you can close your, you don't have to close your positions. You can just take your positions, because I own a lot of real estate stocks. You want to take that out, and you can transfer it right over here and just continue business as usual, but using Apex through Weeble. And if you do that, you'll also get a couple free stocks. And you also, hopefully, don't get a platform that's going to fuck you over in order to uh, be continue being subservient to the hedge funds that run it. So I changed... I removed all of the Robinhood stuff from my website. I removed it from the intro to the podcast. I removed all the affiliate links. I can't do that. I told you guys to follow the money, and I want to be able to give you guys what I believe to be the most honest and most uh, trustworthy programs and apps and whatever ways to make money, to be more confident in where you put your shit. But I don't trust Robinhood to be in charge of my shit anymore. So I'm out. I'm completely done with them. The Robin, the transfer from Robinhood to Weeble will probably take five to seven business days. And then from there, I will continue to hold my positions and all the funds that I have and continue to add on to the ones that I, I want to because it's my money, it's my choice. Don't tell me what I can and can't buy. If I can afford it, I want to buy it. Okay? If I want a Snickers bar, I'll buy a fucking Snickers bar. So I will continue all of my trading, and if I have investment thoughts or things that I'm doing, I'll show you what I'm doing. If I have other thoughts and anything else, I'm going to go ahead and buy them, and I'll show you what I'm doing. But I'm done with it. Um, if you want to continue trading and doing investment work with Robinhood, that's on you, but I don't recommend them anymore at all. I haven't. I have. I changed all my affiliate links and everything to Weeble. If you want to go and check that out right now, if you put a hundred bucks into Weeble, you get four free stocks. So that's something to think about. Four free stocks, pretty awesome. That's easy cash. That's just with a hundred dollar deposit. But this whole thing is out of control. It's gonna get way worse because trading starts again tomorrow. The stock market pre market trading opens tomorrow. Futures futures trading. That's a whole other ball game. Starts tonight at six o'clock. So money's going to start moving around again at 6 o'clock tonight. Don't think the government's going to be anything beyond the FCC or the SEC, excuse me, is going to get involved. Just the SEC. You hope that they do something about it. I don't know. This thing is about to get a whole lot messier because what Robinhood did by not only shutting off the valve, but by removing securities from certain retail users, 
is it's that's bad. That's bad. And if it true, I don't know anything about front running, but apparently, according to Crispy, if that is illegal, if that is fraud, that's a fred, that's a federal crime because you're committing fraud through the New York Stock Exchange. You're moving people's money in a way that you're not supposed to be doing it through the New York Stock Exchange, a federally monitored, uh, you know, program. Yeah, stock market fraud, yeah, that'll get you sent to jail. And according to Crispy, I haven't seen the interviews for the CEOs of Robinhood, but apparently they're fucking snakes. Apparently, according to him, I haven't seen them. I can only tell you what I've seen uh, and what I understand about the platform and what it's doing right now. And obviously, people, uh, celebrities like Dave Portnoy, who is a, a big investor, he's an entrepreneur or whatever you call it, he's a big-time business owner, he runs Barstool Sports, owns Barstool Sports, he's very successful, he's got money. Uh, uh, Elon Musk is also involved. He's been tweeting up a storm. Mark Cuban, fucking billionaire, survived the dot-com bubble. He's involved. So everybody here is... Everybody, the retail the retail users, the celebrities, the entrepreneurs, the big-time business owners, they're all in it against Robinhood, against Citadel, against the New York... Uh, against the stock exchange right now for allowing this shit to happen. I don't know what's going to come of it. This whole thing is fluid right now. And this shit show was about to begin again in another 6 to 12 hours. Like I said, futures trading starts at 6. Pre-market is tomorrow at 9 a.m. Open market at 9.30. We don't know what the fuck is going to happen. I can't buy any more securities, at least on Robinhood. So I can't touch that shit. I have to, anything I purchase right now has to go through Weeble. And you're going to see a massive amount of money moving. That's nothing. Now everybody, if they are removing, they're closing out their positions on one program so and moving it to another or transferring it. So you got all this information, this mass exodus possibly happening right now as we speak. And it's going to continue to take place over the next several days, over the next several weeks because we know how fast the fucking government moves. And then Google goes ahead and salvage it goes ahead and salvages Robinhood's app rating. That's the one thing Google didn't want to do. Because what it did was it deleted possible evidence. You realize that? It was a hundred thousand negative reviews about potential stock market fraud, and Google fucking deleted them. It's almost like if somebody had a 30,000 emails with potentially illegal information on them and then just suddenly they disappeared off the face of the earth. I mean, seems similar, but you went ahead and deleted negative reviews that could be pot- potentially at uh, federal evidence? <laughs> what are you what are you thinking? Oh, nope, it's part of our terms of service. It's part of our terms of service based on the algorithm. Yeah, if your algorithm is designed to commit federal fraud, you have a shitty algorithm. Now, I'm not endorsing whether or not you buy any of these stocks. You make your own decisions. But I'm telling you, I told you to follow the money, and the and this is where it leads. There are those who control the game, and apparently they don't want some Reddit users at with a seat at the table. Well, thankfully, thankfully, there are cryptocurrencies. Thankfully, 
there are other trading platforms. And thankfully, you can transfer. So I did I did what I knew I could do. If I didn't like something, I will, I'm going to use something else. So if you don't like Rob, if you're using Robinhood and you don't like it anymore and you don't like what it's doing, use another platform and transfer all your shares to another one. And see what that does. See if that changes anything. Now, could this mean the death of Robinhood? I don't know. I'm not going to rule it out, though. Not going to rule it out at all. Because if they don't have any users, there's no reason for them to be funded. And there's no reason for them to be funded. There's no reason for them to, to exist. The only problem this is going to have is if all these users are on other platforms, it's going to put a strain on these other platforms and on these other apps to make sure that they have enough capital to be able to accept these users. Now, these other apps, like Weeble could say, look, we can't, we can't take on any more people. They could say that. Just be honest. Like, look, we're fucking full. This club's full. We can't take on any more. Imagine that. A limit. Be honest. Like, we can't take on any more. We don't have the capital. Use these guys. As long as you know that the game isn't completely rigged and you can participate. Now, I understand these platforms need money in order to operate. I get that. I totally get it. You need to state that from the beginning. And you can't close positions. You can't close positions on people who have over a million dollars in securities and then give them a third. That has to be illegal. There has to be some... I call bullshit right there. When If that happens, all my fucking doubts go out the window. All of my reasonable, I have to have some reasonable doubt that Robin Hood was trying to do the best they can. Right then and there, no. That's, that's a fucking nail in the coffin for me. You close somebody's position without their permission. To me, that's a giant fuck you right there. And they did this to serve, to, to serve their bigger customer, which was the people who were giving them the money who was also responsible for the shorting. They rigged the game so you couldn't play. Will they pay for it? We'll find out. In the meantime, you can find me on social media. You can hit me up directly through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Let me close the second monitor there. There we go. So, yeah, there's 50 minutes of me screaming and shit like that and trying to give you as much accurate information. There's so much more info out there. And I've always told you, if you don't know about options or futures or shorts, me personally... I'm too fucking dumb to understand that stuff, and I don't have the capital to deal with that. I'm not getting involved. Okay? I do some swing trading. I do long-term investing. I have some of the normal, the normie stuff. I make a little money here and there. The pandemic hit me hard, but it also gave me an opportunity to start from the ground up. And over the course of one year, I've made ground, which is great. And it has allowed me, this whole thing has allowed me to introduce new people to personal investing. Friends of mine, family of mine. Like, look, there's a way for you to invest and create a portfolio and, and a future for yourself without needing to do other things. And it's great. I want them to learn. I want people around me to be knowledgeable in at least some of the things that I do. I don't expect you to be a stock market guru or to build a computer from scratch, or to deadlift 400 pounds, 
Number one, I can't deadlift 400 pounds, and I can't build a computer from scratch. Or at least I've never really attempted to. I've always had like a platform, like a motherboard and a power supply already in there, and I've been able to swap out a couple things here and there. But to have a general knowledge of all these things will get you so much farther in life so you don't have to shell out cash to other people, such as a stock market uh, advisor. So learning how to do things yourself, that's a brilliant thing. And Robinhood did that. It gave you the power of, of controlling where your money goes. It gave you that. It gave you that ability. But we, when we realized that when we got to Oz, the man behind the curtain was full of shit. And he was stealing. And we have proof of the man behind the curtain stealing some people's money. And that's not fair. Not only is it not fair, we know life's not fair. We learned, we accept that, and we, play, we understand, we realize that we accept playing the game, understanding that sometimes it isn't fair. But when it's highly illegal, that's a whole different story. So, you can find me on social media, you can hit me up. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. You can just put in the subject podcast and whatever. Posing music, movie reviews, YouTube channel. You can just go right through my website. But you guys know how to find me by now. But uh, like I said, T-minus on a lighter note, 28 days. 28 days and I got to shut down this podcast and then build a new studio. Holy shit. That's a few weeks away. I got to move my entire life to a dream of mine that I've been working on for 10 years in some way or fashion. Getting close. The bell tolls for thee. It's a good bell, though. Don't worry. So, in the meantime, find me on all social media. If you want to go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channels, Positive Sarcasm, Positive Sarcasm Podcast, or you just want to hit, hit up the audio version of this podcast, you can download it and stream it directly from the website, or you can download it and subscribe it anywhere where podcasts are available. I mean it. Anywhere where podcasts are available. Spotify, IR Radio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, whatever. It's all there. Make sure you rate and review it, too. Anyways, thank you for listening and watching and subscribing to this madness, and I will talk to you all on Wednesday, recorded here from the Spare Parts Underground Studio. This has been a podcast. This has been a podcast? It has been a podcast, but it's also been a positive sarcasm presentation.
Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.